0: Hello everyone and welcome to The Art of Flourishing. My name is Lauren De Silva and I am your host and we're joined today by my friend Alicia. Alicia is a full-time mom and nurse. She lives in a small town in Texas with her husband and her six children, one of whom has special needs. Alicia empowers the tired and overwhelmed working mom to make the small changes in their routines that will help them begin living their lives by design and not by default. Thank you so much for joining us today, Alicia. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Well, you're here today because you are one of the incredible authors and contributors um, in the Art of Flourishing Book Anthology Project. And you made a contribution to the On Being and Belonging book. Um, And your chapter really, um, like one of the things that just like I took home after reading your chapter was... Like the message for me was, I belong to myself. But you shared, um, you know, your journey through of, um, you know, battling through school, social anxiety and all the things that you kind of figured out along the way. And so I don't want to give too much away, but I was wondering if you could introduce yourself to everyone listening today. By sharing with us just a little bit about your story, how did you go from? How did you get to where you are today, doing the things that you do, um, from where you came from?
1: Uh, that is a loaded question. Um, <laughs> I, I guess the the simplest answer is. Hmm. Um, that is a hard question. And I had this all lined out in my head and it's just not working out right now. Um, What's in my, the forefront of my mind is just this journey of Mm self-discovery. Like just paying attention to, to myself and people around me and, um, and like these realizations that I am, I, I used to, I'm, I'm a Christian just to give a little bit of a background, but with being socially awkward and having anxiety around the group of people and feeling that I was being led to do something that was way outside of my comfort zone um like building a home based business and just you know shaking my fist at god and saying you made me this way mm-hmm. but with the holy spirit's gentle prompting saying no i didn't i was confusing um being an introvert with having anxiety, Mm. which, and I think our society, we think introvert and we automatically think that's a bad thing. But what we're confusing is being an introvert with being somebody with social anxiety, which those two things are completely different. Being an introvert is just how you, how you're energized. Extroverts are energizing with people. Introverts are energized by taking a step back. Mm. So for me, realizing that what I really was, was somebody with social anxiety, which was making me feel uncomfortable in these situations. It wasn't so much that I was an introvert. Mm. Yes, I believe that being an introvert is something how I am made. But social anxiety, no, that is not of God.
0: Yeah. And like, I think I just want to kind of take a second and just draw everyone's attention to what you just said about like the stories that we make up, the meaning that we give to certain experiences, and how that can shape our entire lives. And so, just by mislabeling anxiety or introversion, right? And So just by mislabeling social anxiety as introversion, just by having an incorrect understanding of what it means to be an introvert or not having the language to describe social anxiety, how that moves you from, okay, well, this is what I'm experiencing in my body when I'm around different people, or this is the effect that social situations is having on me, to, oh, well, if it's introversion, then that's how God made me. And if this is how God maybe made me, then I guess I'm kind of stuck here, right? Or to to make changes is to like work in opposition to God, um, if it's introversion. But when you're able to when you're able to discover the language for social anxiety, then you're also able to discover and work on a path towards healing, right? And right. Moving on and overcoming and, and moving past the things that you used to call, well, that's just how I was made to be. And I just kind mm-hmm. of, I just kind of got the dead lottery ticket, I guess. Um, right. And so could you t- share with us just a little bit about what your what, what kind of moments or what kind of things happened in your life that made you go? Oh, this is called anxiety. Yeah. Can you share a little bit about what that was like? Or what, what happened in life for you to ha- what led you to that moment?
1: Um, like I said, I felt like I was being led to start a home based business. And that, you, what all that I just said, and you know, shaking hands at God saying, You made me this way. Why are you calling me to do something that I do not want to do that involves people? And, um, and in my chapter, I talk about, okay, well, if God wants me to do this, then let's figure it out. Let's figure out how to do this business. I I looked at it just like any other job. You have to have Mm -hmm. training. And so I invested in training and, um, I mean, right. You know, looking back, it seems so elementary like you just talk to people you're interested in people for the first time ever I was at work and um we had a patient family come come visit their loved one and I looked them straight in the eye and I was like hey how are you doing how can I help you and it didn't feel weird and it didn't feel awkward and I was being genuine And that was like my, oh my gosh, it was, it was so freeing because before I was the one that would dart my eyes away. I wouldn't look anybody in the eye, always look down at the floor. And so that was kind of like my aha moment where I experienced the growth, um, and that was just six years
0: ago. Yeah, it's it's amazing how much can change in such a short amount of time when you have the right tools and the right information and the right support systems in your life mm-hmm. and the right like life experiences, right? Um, mm-hmm. What What does belonging mean to you? Um, I kind of,
1: like, belonging to me is where you have found, quote, unquote, your people. Mm -hmm. Um, where, where your, your time with them is usually very uplifting and life affirming and you're able to share your insecurities and your joy and, Not saying there's not ever conflict, but um, but you're able to move forward,
0: and it is
1: just a beautiful relationship.
0: It's almost like you're in finding your people. Like you, you're able to be completely authentic within those relationships. Yes. That like you, you show up exactly as you are, not who you think you need to be, not as whoever you think you're expected to be. Um, and it's mm-hmm. like that experience of being seen exactly how you are, but also loved and embraced Right for that, whether like, I guess the, the belonging or the love is not conditional. Um, right. I love that. Um, I wanted to find out from you what kind of, like, what is your biggest life lesson or or wisdom or what I like to call a soul treasure around belonging or the practice of belonging that you hope the readers of your chapter or contribution in on being and belonging take away? Like, what is the one thing that you hope that they... The, the one treasure that you hope to share with them as they read your chapter and read your story?
1: Um, that, that, that they need to embrace themselves, that they need to be themselves. And as they are, as they just are, they will attract their tribe and they will find acceptance in places that they never thought they would before. That's in my
0: experience. I love that. It's this like, it feels like this catch 22, I think when it comes to belonging that we live in a world, which really does condition us to assume that we need to adjust who we are in order to be accepted. And like, and so we do all the adjusting and then we don't find the acceptance. And then the moments where we realize that we have to risk being ourselves, like it feels like one of those, like, oh my gosh, am I going to jump off a cliff right now? You know, Um, um, but like, I mean, I agree with you. I feel like in throughout my life, I mean, there have been moments where I feel like, oh, okay, these are not my people. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think the gift of those moments is that I'm able to actually recognize it rather than internalize that and go like, oh, I might not, I'm probably not the right person. I need to change who I am to be here. Um, Right. Right. I love that. Um, Awesome. All right. One thing that I love asking everyone is, could you share with us like a glimpse of everyday ordinary life that you would describe as this is Alicia flourishing in life? What does that look like to you?
1: Getting rest. Oh yeah. And, and real rest. I don't, I think in our culture, we celebrate workaholism and we celebrate being busy. And sometimes just the way that our lives are in America, we are. We're just busy. And um, and just in the last year, I've started, um, if possible, just one day a week, I don't do anything. If the house is a mess, it stays a mess. Um, and that has been a lifesaver for me.
0: I love that. And can you so, tell me tell me a bit about how you like to rest? Do you do you like doing fun things? Do you have any hobbies? Do you like what is if on the day that you're doing nothing, what what does rest look like in practice?
1: Um I am watching movies. Love it. <laughs> I am sitting on the couch. Um I, I am I am letting my mind and my brain rest as much as oh. possible and my body rest as much as possible. Um, and, and just to preface, I work full-time night shift. Mm-hmm. And so three nights at least a week, I'm at the hospital. And so it usually takes a full day of letting everything rest. Right. So I can, so. You um,
0: can feel like truly rejuvenated.
1: Yes yes that. and like i said that's just been a recent change that i've made in the last year but it makes a heck of a difference
0: i bet it does all right i don't know if okay this may lead into the next question really well um what we're doing on the flourish uh, the art of flourishing podcast is i am we're collect we're accumulating or creating a like pretend or imaginary flourishing toolkit um okay where every guest contributes a tool or a practice that has helped them nurture their own souls, nurture their soul gardens and cultivate more flourishing in their own lives. And so Uh I was wondering if you could share one practice or one tool that you've found that you feel like if you're going to share one practice when it comes to flourishing, like what is it?
1: Um, for me personally, that's being creative. Um, I, I love pencil drawings and watercolors. Um, I tend to gravitate toward Bible journaling where I will meditate on a verse while I am painting in my Bible or drawing in my Bible. Um, for me, that's, that's my go-to.
0: I love that creative, creative practice. Mm -hmm. awesome and I would agree um discovering my own creativity or rediscovering it I would say and making a habit of exercising it practicing it allowing myself to enjoy it has been one of I mean personally a really life-changing practice Mm -hmm. so I just want to like affirm that bear witness and say yes she's so right um (laughs) all right and last but not least um Do you have any favorite words that are like your go to the things that like words that you live by, words that you hang on to, words that you recall when you're in a tough spot that you'd like to share with us? So this could be any piece of literature from a a quote from a song, poem, book, even an Instagram post. Like, do you have any uh, favorite words? Um, And can you share a little bit about what what they mean to you?
1: Sure there is a Jesus quote that I live by and he said, consider the lilies. And for me, whenever I have, um, I start worrying or fretting, I just like consider the lilies. It's going to be taken care of. Just relax. Don't worry about it.
0: I love that. That's one of my, that's one of my favorite scripture verses too. Um, and I mean, we don't, we're, we're, we don't have many lilies where I live, but, um, it is pretty grounding to sit outside and look around you look above you look below you and notice how everything gets taken care of um and to just kind of melt into creation and go I think I'm just going to get taken care of too (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I, I can fit in here and I can I can be provided for as well I love that um Alicia, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for sharing a little bit about your life, like in this conversation. But also I just wanted to thank you also for just pouring your story out onto the pages um, of your contribution of the book. Um, You are such a gift to us um, and a gift to me. And I just wanted to thank you so much for being so generous uh, with your life. Thank you very much. Yeah, it was difficult. (laughs) I bet it's like, it's one of those experiences where you're like, yes, I'd love to do that. But then in the moment you're like, wow, this feels so much more vulnerable than I expected. (laughs) Yes, but I just hope
1: that, that it does reach other women and just kind of helps them. Because like I said, I went 35 years thinking that the way I was feeling was just normal. Yeah. So... So can, it, it's not—it's nice, nice to have that part of my life not resolved, but recognized. Yeah, and so you can move forward.
0: I love that. I think it's so important for us to bear witness. Like uh, one of my favorite phrases is like, "How can we bear witness to one another's experiences?" And I think there's so much power and freedom in being seen or telling a story or having your story received by people who are ready to bear witness to our experiences. I think that um, one of the most powerful parts of this project has been for women to just make their story count or to have their story matter. Um, yeah. And thank you so much for sharing yours. I appreciate you.